Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. His wishes a blowjob. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Potty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail as an appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chop Slap. Hello. And on the other side, Dr. Scientist. Hey, hey, hey! My name is Papa Scotch, and this week we are bringing you part two of our top five, six games of 2020. Woo! <laughs> okay, great. Well, let's just go ahead. That was and all the we'll, fans, we'll, man. Yeah. We'll talk about it into it. We're going to roll right into number two. Then we're going to talk about number two a little bit. And then we're going to get into our worst of, which I know that's why you guys are all here to listen to our. Everybody wants to know about that. Everybody. Uh, like I said last episode, in case you missed it, uh, these are our top games of 2020 by review score. We're counting it down. Last week, we did six through three. Uh, Dr. Scientist, you want to give us a rundown? Uh. Number six was God of War Ascension. Yes, it was. Damn right. Number five was Vagrant Story. Well, actually, number five was Vagrant Story tied with God of War Ascension. Yes. Not the same score, but, you know, interchange. I don't know how you picked number six, but whatever. Number four was Bioshock <laughs> 2. Absolutely. And number three was Prey. Absolutely. That was a fantastic synopsis. Wow. Thank you, sir. I really thought I was going to get you on that one. I know. thought I was <laughs> slipping. Yeah, I wasn't really paying attention at all. But now we're talking about... Number two. Number two. This one we recorded very, very recently, all the way back on December 24th, 2020. Oh, my God. <laughs> this was your Christmas present. Well, we recorded it before then, but shh. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, production, it's fun. We record them the live <laughs> on the day they go out. <laughs> so this game... Gave a total score of 51 with pretty even scores across the board. Dr. Scientist, you gave it a 16. Chump Slap, you gave it a 17. I gave it, Papa Scotch, an 18. And this game is the sci-fi masterpiece, Mass Effect. Dun-dun-dun. The Mass Effect. uh, Talking about Mass Effect and going through the story and all that stuff, does it make either of you guys actually want to play the game? No. No, I just don't know what... What I, is the Mass Effect? It was the relays. Why don't you, that's stupid. I, I kind of just want to. <laughs> I kind of just want to play two again. That's exactly what I was going to say, Doctor Scientist. I kind of want to play two again. I'll never get into it. I don't think. You know what? Honestly, Chump Slap is probably for the best because if you do get into it, you're going to want to play one and two, and you're going to play two, and you're going to fucking love it, and then you're going to play three, and you're just going to get mad about it. I didn't get mad about it. It just wasn't nearly as good. Yeah, well, I don't want to be disappointed by games anymore. Like Cyberpunk 2077. Oh! Oh! Shit! (laughs) He got him. Oh, Oh, fuck. Yeah. All right. right. Uh, Yeah, I remember not playing Mass Effect 1 because it didn't come out on PlayStation. Yeah, it's Xbox exclusive. For a that. while, and then eventually it came out on PlayStation, but I don't remember if that was 3 or 4. I think it was 3. But by then, I had already finished Mass Effect 2. I was kind of done with Mass Effect till 3 came out, and I remember a person telling me, a friend, 
that played and enjoyed the first Mass Effect said there was a lot of driving around in that fucking rover thing, which has a name. I don't remember what the name of it was. Mako. Mako. I knew it was an M. Oh, didn't you have to just like gather resources and shit? Yeah. Yeah. Lot they they skipped it in the videos we watched, but there was a lot of driving around the planets looking for fucking resources. Mm. So I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, it sounds. Play it. I mean, annoying. I think if I had played it and played through the whole thing and went through the story, I'd I'd be fine. Like, I don't think it would have been a waste of time. It was just you know, there's there's other games to play, and I already played the sequel, and that sequel caught me up. You know, I just yeah. You know how it goes. I hear you, bro. It's still a good game. I guess. Still a good game. It was our number two of the year. Mass Effect with a score of 51 out of 81. That's the kind of year we had. Number two out of 51 out of 81. <laughs> I think that's still a D, right? Uh, it's barely above 50%. Oh, man. We do not know uh, percentage calculations, do we? Huh? Do the math. Oh, it's a D. It's a 63%. Who? Just barely hanging in there. <laughs> that's a- D minus. <laughs> What was that thing we always used to say in college? D equals degree. <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's go ahead. Let's play the clip. Let's roll it where we talk about Mass Effect. Go. <laughs> go. Let's, <laughs> because this one was pretty. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this week, we are talking about one of the biggest franchises at one point from coming from the Xbox world the immortal third person first party sci-fi classic yep mass effect which also had you know are there going to be clips for the bad games or we just talk oh what are they at three four four okay I don't think they're going to follow the Andromeda universe at all Mm. that's fine I didn't even touch. We'll get into it. Released <laughs> November 20th, 2007 for Xbox 360. Developed by BioWare and published by Microsoft. It was an exclusive, exclusive. Uh, for the first couple years mm-hmm. until I think well into 2 came out. And then it was released by all the platforms after BioWare was purchased by EA. Mm-hmm. It is a single player action RPG written by Drew Carpishan. Who also did Mass Effect 2, and the other big one he did was Knights of the Old Republic. He wrote those. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, Dr. Scientist, this is definitely a science as fuck game, so clearly you picked it. <laughs> <laughs> so much science in it, dude. So much real science. How about you give us a little lead into the story, get us started. Where, where, where are we at? Uh, did anybody play us? Because I didn't. No, sir. No, and I'll tell you why. Because I talked to my roommate at the time. And he had played it and enjoyed it, but he said, after you play two, you can't go back and play one because there's a whole, like, mini game of getting resources in that fucking speeder thing. Yeah, I saw that. I watched the speeder on it. It looked bad. And it just adds a whole shitload of time to it, and he's like, that was terrible. I'm so mm-hmm. glad they got rid of it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the same boat. Okay. But anyway, it's set in a, a future world where humans kind of found, I don't remember what they said, it found it on Mars or whatever. But they found technology from an ancient culture and it made all these spaceships and they found the mass relays and figured out how to use them. And yeah, that's it. They're, it's normal spacey stuff. And the mass relays are like highways through space. Sort of, yeah. Warm. It reminds me. Yeah. It reminds me of the immortal sci fi classic film Alien vs. Predator. 
Mm-hmm. Never saw when it. they open up that ancient frozen site and find the the predator lasers, and the guy's like, "This is like finding Moses's DVD collection." <laughs> it's it's, it's like more like Stargate, but yeah, fair. But the You're game. Stargate. What do you say? <laughs> You're <a> Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was a Stargate. That'd be dope. But uh, the game starts with a bunch of people talking about a problem. Like, well, we got to send Shepard in because he's the best guy for the job, which really hypes you up before you even play. Mm-hmm. So they call you in and you're sent on a mission to a planet called Eden Prime where you and this, I guess he's a Spectre, Nihilus, are going to go and because they found a, be- a Prothean beacon. Protheans are the ancient aliens that have all this tech that you saw. And they're they're hoping that it can help humans, Terrans, try and get more stuff so you and Nihilus are gonna go Nihilus has got his own special mission you just you're gonna go find the beacon that's what you're there for I I like uh, I like the idea that uh, Shepard's kind of a big deal before the game even starts yeah I forget what they mentioned but they keep mentioning like he was the hero of something where he fought off a bunch of people single-handedly yeah, or something yeah, like that. Just a it sounds a lot hero. like Zap Brannigan though you know, he acts true. like him too. I I beat all the <laughs> the kill bots. Dude, that'd be great if there was a moment where he's like, "I didn't even do that shit. They all just died." <laughs> like, that'd be great. But while you're on the the way to Eden Prime, you find out that it's being attacked by a giant mechanical squid or whatever. We don't know the name of it yet, but we'll figure that out later. Mm-hmm. So you get to Eden Prime, and Niles runs off on his own. He's like, "Hey, I work by myself." And then he pieces out of the plane, Captain America style. And then they drop you off and you go fight your way through the planet to get to this beacon. I did think it was kind of cool when you're walking through this planet and you've heard the Reaper sound first, having played Mass Effect 2 and not this. Mm-hmm. I didn't recognize that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the... Oh, the... the Like the big yeah. destructive metal oh, sound. Oh, like the... Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's more of a horror. A little bit of horror in there. If all three of us do it at the same time, we could probably do it right. One, horror. two, three. Horror. That was perfect. Oh, my God. It's like I was playing the game. Yeah, send it to Nailed Bioware. Let them use another that. thing. <laughs> That'd be great. That Someone make that video of a Mass Effect where you show, and then it's just our voices doing it. <laughs> oh, my. That, that one you sent of the guy playing Call of Duty making his own music sounds, because that was perfect. Slide. Uh, it's pretty great. <laughs> so pew, 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 pew. Uh, anyway, so you fight your way through the planet, which is kind of annoying, and you eventually get to like a dig site sort of area, and you see Nihilus is dead, and some hysterical human comes running out. It's like another guy. I can't think of the alien, the alien race, but he's like he was killed by him, and they're like Saren. Saren killed him. Yeah, like he knew who it was. I guess because he's a Saren's, I guess, a pretty famous, just like HSIC, yeah, the head specter in charge. Yeah, I got you. So, are specters like no, I I guess they're known throughout the universe, but specific ones, I assume so. I assume there's like some famous ones that are just like, just like Shepard. Like, he probably people probably heard of them because they've probably done stuff. Yeah, how many are there? I don't know, as many as they want. Yeah, not human though. Yeah, they're not like Highlanders where there's a certain amount born. So there's a little tussle going on and Shepard goes to grab the beacon and it explodes and he has crazy visions of people getting killed and stuff. 
end scene. Ah, right. Cut to on the Nor. He comes to on the Normandy, and uh, well, that didn't end scene. It shows Saren getting really pissed off. He's like, we got to kill Shepard. <laughs> yeah, well, I did write Saren mad, Shep beaconed. That was my whole explanation of what happened. Yeah, all right. But, yeah, Saren is mad. Because even he knows who Shepard is. Yeah, exactly. But you come to on the Normandy, and uh, you talk to your captain, I guess. And you're like, all right, let's go to the Citadel. We got to convince them about Saren. We got to do something about it. And since mm. he's a specter, they're the only ones who can. So you fly to the Citadel, which is a huge kind of like United Nations type structure where everybody in this alliance or whatever goes. Kind of like International Space Station. <clears throat> Except much cooler. Yeah. Well, future. <laughs> <laughs> if you played any of the Mass Effects, you know what the Citadel is. Yep. And uh, so you go talk to the council, which is made up of various three alien races. Just one guy from each race. I don't know if they're the only three races in it. Or if they're just know. the three in charge. But I don't know. It seems like you should have more than three people on it, but yeah. maybe it's not a democracy. Well, it's kind of like a court that they're at right now. They're holding court. It's like a hearing. Yeah. yeah. Well, they seem to be making crucial decisions. Yeah. yeah. None well, of them they're, they're like a Supreme Court, right? Yeah, I guess. None of them believe you about Saren, though. Yeah. All of the crucial decisions they make have to do with the specters. And like what to investigate, right? Like they didn't. Oh, maybe it's the Spectre Council. You're saying, maybe. Yeah, the only people that are above the Spectres. But, uh, we'll get to that later. Yeah. But uh, Saren's kind of like on trial here, but they're like, no, we don't have any evidence. And Saren is uh, pretty racist against humans. He spouts it pretty freely, mm -hmm. which is okay. It's, it's warranted. Yeah, most humans are racist against everybody else, yeah. apparently. So you set off on a little quest to find some evidence, which you you meet some various people along the way, which if Garrus and Tali, mm -hmm. which are characters you can have on your team. Mm -hmm. Yep, Garrus was like a... I didn't know he was like just a base cop at the yeah. Citadel. <laughs> Neither did I, because you and I only played two, and he's already kind of bigger than that when you play. Wait, he's like, like a, a rent a cop? Deal. yeah. He's he's like a he's like a Paul Blart of the Citadel. Oh wow, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> but when you rescue Tali, she has a recording of Saren talking about Eden Prime, and he allied with the Geth, who are a, a, like a mechanical race that he has been attacking human outposts and stuff. Mm. Like, kind of like the Borg-ish sort of. And in this conversation, he's like. If we find the beacon, then we're one step closer to finding the conduit. Yeah, and then, <gasps> then there's mention of the return of the Reapers, and everybody's like, <gasps> oh, my God. And the Reapers are like, rumored to kill the Protheans, which are the ancient race that they've been stealing tech from. Yes. So, are the Reapers just like a local legend at this point? Yeah, they're kind of like a myth. I'd like a myth, so. yeah. A yeah. Geth myth. Geth myth? Mm-hmm. Oh, Geth myth. Oh, that just sounds oh. weird. A myth of the Geth. I gotcha. So you take all this evidence back to the council, and they're like, oh my god, you're right. This one random recording we have is true. Oh. Saren's no longer a specter. Now you're a specter, Shep. And it's a big <laughs> deal because like you're the first human specter. Wow, nice. Which gets repeated ad nauseum through the series. Yeah. Oh, if you play two and three, they never shut up about it. You're the first human specter. Well, I was also a war 
hero. So, <laughs> and he kind of goes off a little bit about how the Reapers are attacking. And I mean, Needers don't have any evidence. Well, oh, he has as much evidence as they had. Well, yeah, he's like all he has is visions. And he's like the Reapers must be true. He's like I've seen them, and they're like we don't prosecute on dreams. Yeah. Oh, so relevant to the day. Tell me about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I also have written down here, they really hype up specters, which they do. They kind of like, oh, these guys, yeah, the, the super supreme extra. Yeah. They're made, not whatever. They're born, not made. Or I don't know. Yeah. And then your captain's like, well, you're above me now. And you're tasked with hunting down and catching Saren. Yeah. So. And they give you command of the Normandy, which... You take it right from your captain. Yeah. It's like, yeah, fuck you, Captain Anderson. Yeah, what happens with Anderson? Voiced by the amazing Keith David, who's always great. Yeah. But what is what is what happens to him? Does he just sit on the Citadel? like, I probably got to work some politic bullshit Oh, I think he here. just sits in the bar, because that's where you find him later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just hanging out in the bar. Yeah. I mean, he lost his ship to a random guy that just became a specter. Yeah. It's weird. Was Shepard on the Normandy before this? I don't yeah. know. I, he was. That's really how they got to Eden Prime. But I don't know if he was like stationed on it or not. I don't know how this ah, right. structure goes. Yeah, they could have been like just Shep. Go with this Captain Anderson because he sucks. Yeah. And then you can go around and talk to everybody. But you Recruit are some people. I I don't know which videos you watch, but there's you can go to three different places from here. Mm-hmm. And. There's four things you have to do before it moves the plot on. Okay, tell us. What do we got? So we'll just go over the first three first because you need to do two of these three to get to the fourth one. But you have to finish gotcha. all four to go on. Okay. Well, walk us through it, yep, buddy. Yep, yep. F- one of the first things you get is to uh, save a, the daughter of Benizia, who is a friend of Saren, voiced by Marina Sirtis. Named Liara. As far yep, as yeah, that's the daughter. She was captured by the Geths, so you have to go and try and save her. Oh, what do they call uh, the elder people in their matriarchs? Ah, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't even know what analog they would be. They're like the older people in their society that are revered for their wisdom or some bullshit. Yeah, we don't do that here. Hell no. <laughs> But you fight through this planet and you save her. And she's apparently some kind of historian mm-hmm. who knows a lot about the Protheans. and mm-hmm. But has never heard of the Reapers. The Reapers. And I also have written down right here this like that everyone just believes his theory about the Reapers. She's like, oh, that, that's got to be true. I've never heard of them. She's like, that's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. I always thought she was kind of annoying. I like how she's like, well, you must have a very strong mind. That probably, <laughs> yeah, to survive a that protein beacon would have destroyed anybody else. I'd like to measure your skull. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all you do on that planet. Which I guess you add her to your team so you can use her as. And then there's another one of the other quests is going to a planet called Neveria, which have the Geth attacking a colony. So you go there and you find that Benizia is there, Liara's mom. And okay. Yeah, this the you this they cut some of this out of the, the one I watched. I had to look it up on the wiki to find out for sure. So that's not Vermeer Vermeer's the last one. Okay. Yeah, oh, okay. And they kind of mix these three together in the movie. Because there's this well the one I watched. 
the one she you kind of like fight through the planet and then you fight Benizia. And yeah. After you beat her, she kind of tells you that Sovereign, which is the name of the ship that Saren uses, is brainwashing people and they're indoctrinating them to try and fight and bring back the Reapers. See, now I thought Sovereign was a, a Reaper himself. He is. No, it's oh. it's the ship. It's the ship, but it is a Reaper. Okay. Yes. It's so, like a it's like a Borg, right? Like that. No, no, because a Borg is one. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> They're Sorry. collective. Come on. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but it is the ship, but it is a Reaper. But you, don't, right, find, you don't find that out for later. Oh, all right. Later. So you get that information from Benizia, and then there's another one where you go to a planet, which they cut out of the entire one I watched. Which is just, you fight through the planet and it's, you find out the planet is being controlled by a giant plant that it's infecting this, the colonists. And it's kind of like a hive mind, sort of like the Borg. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay, sure. That's what he was thinking of when he said that. Now it's a Borg. (laughs) But uh, you you get like a cipher from this planet and some knowledge of the protheans from this giant thing and you can either kill it or save it cuz there's a morality system in this. Yeah. A lot of yep. choices. And then the most important one is Vermeer. Mm. Which I always kept thinking of Vormir when I heard it for anybody who watches the Avengers movies. The what now? Vormir is the name of the planet with the soul stones and this is Vermeer. Oh, oh, the one where they had the jump and the sacrifice and that yeah, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is with Solarian base, huh? Yeah. Saren has a like a medical facility where he's breeding Krogans. And Krogans are sterile, so they're like, oh, maybe he fixed this disease that the Krogans have. Genophage? The genophage, <laughs> yeah, which makes them sterile. Makes sense. So they're like, you have a, a uh, Krogan on your team named Rex, and he's like, we got to figure this out and get the phage because my people are dying. And you're like, yeah. But then a Shep, you just talk him out of it. You're like, look, do you really want to be a slave if we get this thing? Well, I guess not. Which is, <laughs> well, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> but you fight your way through this planet. And along the way, you meet Sovereign, which is kind of, you kind of like talk to him on the uh, computer or whatever. They call it a VI, yeah, virtual VI, interface, I think. VIR or something like that. Yeah. And he tells you about them, what they're doing, that they, they come every 50,000 years or whatever and kill all sentient life because they're losers and we win. Mm-hmm. And that they're waiting to come in. And they are legion, so yeah. kind of borgy. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. <laughs> and he tells you that, that Saren's allied with him because he wants to try and wipe out humans, or at least. So you're like... All right, let's just blow up this whole thing. All right, sounds good. So you go to blow up the Saren's base here where he's building his Krogan and Geth armies. And you have to make a decision to leave one of your guys behind, either Ashley or Caden. Caden seems like a douche, so leave him behind. Although Ashley's pretty racist, so choice is yours. Yeah, I remember uh, if you... Got Mass Effect Two for PlayStation, and you started playing it. Oh, there yeah. was like a like a like a a, a preamble. Yeah, like that a comic went over book everything. Sort of thing. Yeah, I remember that. And then you had to make a couple choices, and this was one of them mm-hmm. because it was determined which ones in Mass Effect Two. And I always killed Caden. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> always. I didn't realize Ashley was so space racist, but here we are. 
Well, yeah. she is human, and apparently... Species? No, Space racist sounds right. Spacious. Space racist. Spacious. There you go. So you leave one of them behind to guard a bomb. Uh-huh. You got to stay with the bomb so it blows up. That's a great mission. Thanks. Boom. Well, they're more than happy to do it. <laughs> so when you get back after completing those four things, you get back to the spaceship and Liara's like, hey, I figured out where the next where the beacon is and what we can do. Oh, this after she does the mind meld shit. Yeah, yeah. She's like, let me see what you're seeing. Oh, oh. She's like, the beacon was, I know that was left by the Protheans as a warning. And when the Reapers originally attacked the Protheans, they tried to let others, I guess, Prothean bases know. But the Reapers were just too fast and too quick and killed them all. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I know where the conduit is, and Saren will be there. It's on a planet called Ilos. But before you go to that planet, you get called to the Citadel. Cause oh, what do they want? They they call you back and are like, hey, uh, the Reapers are fake. We're just going to keep you here. You kind of <laughs> like, you get grounded right away. Yeah, fake news. Yeah, fake news. We're keeping your ship. They're like, uh, I guess the humans are like, well, you got to try and sneak your way out of here. So that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Did, uh, wasn't there a part two where they grounded the Normandy, but they also said... Uh, you're off the mission, and we're not going to go after Saren. Yeah, because they think Saren's going to come and attack the. Citadel. Yeah, they're like, we're just going to sit here and wait for him to come and attack yeah, we're gonna, us. We're going to play defense. Yeah, because the Reapers aren't real, and obviously his next move would then be to attack us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. So Shep launches a plan with the Deep State with Captain Anderson. Yeah, I and- club flux <laughs> <laughs> uh, to uh, steal the Normandy and leave. And guess what? That's what Shep does because <laughs> Shep's a rebel. I, I don't know if this is how it happens in all the videos, but <clears throat> when Captain Anderson just walks into the guy's room, he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like I got to get on your computer. He's like, what are you doing here? He just punches him. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> knocks him I right missed out. that. That's fantastic, though. <laughs> it's so good. Classic Anderson. I think there's a couple of ways you can do it, and that's one of them is I have him like just brute force his way in. Yeah. So you fly away on the Normandy, which for some reason they can't stop. Nope. Once it's unleashed, it's free roam. We were beaten by the best. (laughs) The (laughs) best. Well, I don't know if they were really that good. We were beaten by (laughs) the best. So you fly to Ilos. And you land on this and you fight your way through it. You find a uh, a Prothean recording whose name is Virgil or Vigil? Vigil. Vigil. My handwriting is terrible. Mm-hmm. You don't know how hard it is to read this. <laughs> you do this to yourself. <laughs> You're doing good though, buddy. You, you got it. You're almost there. Vigil tells you about the Citadel, that it's just a huge, that it's a trap and it's a huge mass relay that the Reapers come out of. <laughs> twist! It's not really a twist, I guess. <laughs> I like they've been doing this. Forever. I liked, honestly, I like that reveal. I, I, I didn't, well, I kind of did know it because I played Mass Effect 2. Yeah, but playing it, I probably wouldn't have thought it. Yeah, and I love no. when he's Vigil's talking and he's like, you know, it doesn't matter why they do it. Just, <laughs> you have to stop them. <laughs> so good. Yeah, but he, said, he says the, the, the Protheans were on the Citadel and the Reapers came through and wiped them all out. <laughs> 
Cumberbatch. Woo! Oh, shit, was that a good clip? Yeah. I couldn't stop laughing. We said something funny? <laughs> it was so recent, and it's st- I can't believe how attractive we still are. I know. It's, it's crazy, right? I have a saying. It's so recent and decent. Oh, that's good. Get that on a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> it's recent and decent. I could, we could change the, the podcast to that. Yeah, recent and decent. Uh, I don't know if we're decent. No, no. We, the things we talk about are uh, recent and decent. Yeah. Uh-huh. We are barely presentable, really <laughs> being honest. So uh, before we get in, I know you guys are all sitting around just dying to know what we picked as number one. Yeah. I know I am. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Sir Chocolate. But uh, you guys are dying here. But before we get into it, we are going to talk about our worst reviewed games of 2020. Oh, there's some stinkers. It is a rogues gallery of horseshit. Pile <laughs> through here. Uh, fun fact uh, we don't have a bottom five. We have a bottom six because five and six tied for the worst. Oh, my God. We're so consistent. It's mirrored. <laughs> we set it up that way. So I'm going to roll through these real quick. I'm going to talk about them. Well, I'm not going to talk about them. I'm going to roll through them. I'm going to give the score, and then we're going to just have a fucking free-for-all on this bullshit. Woo! So, all right. Number six. Also, number six slash number five, Need for Speed Underground with a 14 total. I think you guys really shot on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Number five slash six, also with a 14, Haze. Number three slash four because it's another tie. A game I honestly completely forgot we did. Blood Knights with a (laughs) thirteen. I honestly forgot. Uh, I still don't remember it. How do you get? You picked it. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look it up while we're talking about. Blood Knights was the the vampire one where, which one? Were there Nazis? No. It was set in like, never mind, never mind. All right, we'll talk what, about it. I love how you narrow it down. Were there Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> That's still only like four other vampires. Uh, anyway, so again, number three slash floor, also with a 13, Gears of War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I believe we went over and talked about a little bit, how it just was kind of weak as shit. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. The story was. wasn't great. All of these weren't great. The heavy hitters, number two. Which is one of our first episodes of 2020. Ooh, nice. The epic storytelling odyssey of Call of Duty Ghosts <laughs> with an 11. Uh, deserves more. I don't remember how it was so bad. It was bad. It was just like every other game it took it, but worse. Fair it enough. was pretty bad. Well, that was when Call of Duty's biggest innovation was a fucking camera on a dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And there was space involved. and Always is. But we'll get to it in a second because we're going to talk about our number one <laughs> worst game of 2020. And honestly, maybe the worst game we talk about. It might be. I don't, I've, uh, I've been I, looking for worse games. but It's going to be tough. You to try. One worse. <laughs> I do. Damn straight, I do. So does Papa Scotch. <laughs> with, with a total of fucking four. I can't believe it got that much. The Quiet Man. Well, if I'm going to... That was terrible. This game was such a piece of shit. Yeah, that it was. I'm angry just thinking about it. I don't even <laughs> want to finish this episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was so mad about it, I went on and talked about a Minnesota for 25 <laughs> minutes about how mad I was about it. <laughs> 
I remember it was called I'm Not Done With Quiet Man. <laughs> Dr. Scientist, if you like to uh, hear me riled up, that that would be the one to listen to. Because I get fucking fired up about how bad that game was. I honestly think if if the three of us got together to make a game and to write a script for a story and our only goal at the end of the day was to make the worst piece of shit we possibly could, I don't know if we could beat this. We would have never thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. We would have never thought, hey. Why don't we just let them not hear anything going on? How about on? this? It looks like you should be hearing things, but you're not. <laughs> it's just the artistic decision to have the character deaf. I was like, okay, this could be interesting. It could be a neat way of presenting it, right? It could be. It could have been. We, at least someone's trying. All right, cool. And then in the fucking video game, the guy that you're playing as who is deaf Completely understands what everybody else is saying. Yep. But there's no subtitles or anything or any explanation. So the deaf guy you're playing as knows what people are saying, and you as the player have no fucking idea what's going on. <laughs> it was a bold bold choice. <laughs> Who thought that was okay? How did that get past any like QA thing? Like every video game that has ever been put out has testers that test it for glitches. And try to like break the game, and no one during that sequence is like, "Hey, I uh, found this glitch, this glitch." By the way, your story's a fucking garbage pile. <laughs> like you, I don't pay you to tell me about the story. You just check for glitches. So many people complained about this. They later released a patch that put subtitles in, and it was still. It was like maybe this will bring together. It was still. The story trash. was just bad from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, it was just stupid. It deserved what it got. It was it was a bad daredevil. I'd shit on it again if I could. You could go. You go re- fucking record a mini soda. <laughs> yeah. Shitting on it for twenty five minutes. Oh, it's very cathartic. It, you get some stuff out, you know, that you might be dealing with. Mm-hmm. I hear you. But uh, I also looking at this list. I don't remember Haze being that terrible. I remember it not being good. Yeah, I don't remember it being that bad either. I kind of liked it. Except there was all it was all super generic, preachy. Yeah, wasn't it? It was generic, but it was like the the thing about the virus who got into soldiers and they... Oh, it wasn't a virus. It was drugs. Wasn't it the guy? Yeah, and he wanted to just take all the... You guys forget all this stuff. He wanted to take all the drugs and take over the world and then... Yeah. Well, now you're mixing it up with uh, Blood Dragon. No, I'm not. I know what I'm thinking of. The soldiers couldn't see the dead bodies and stuff and they were always super happy and... Yeah. Then they were and then you, dying as you beat them at the drugs. end, and then the good guys like, "Well, we can use this drug." Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I think that's what did it. I thought that was a pretty cool mechanic, though, where sometimes you would see it and it'd just be a nice, clean, up-to-date facility, and then when that drug wore off, you just see dead fucking bodies everywhere yeah. of like civilians. I mean, that was cool. I just think the story was too. I don't know. Yeah, it just it was generic. Yeah. It was. Like, outside of that core concept, they didn't do anything with it. I think that was the problem. That's fair. I'll give that. But I'm looking up Blood Knights. I still don't remember anything about this. It was like a two-player, and you do like a, a vampire hunter group, and then you get kicked down, and you get turned into a vampire, and you're stuck with that girl, and you, if one dies, you both die. And Blood Knight? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, and the the guy, the, the male protagonist is named Jeremy. Yeah. I remember bitching about that. Okay. 
you're trying to find a cure for the guy so he doesn't have to be a vampire anymore. And you go to all these people and like, oh, well, we can't. Oh him. yeah, okay, yeah, that was pretty stupid. And the moon broke apart and caused some crazy tides. Yeah, well, yeah, the- it's all coming back to me now. Man, that game was a piece of shit. It was nothing near what Need for Speed Underground was. I can't believe you. I thought that was better than all those. It's significantly better than all of those. I can't tell if you're joking. I'm not. Are you Are you sure? You're going on the record saying you thought it was definitely better than these other ones. Yes. I thought it was better than those five. By far. <laughs> By far? Well, okay. Oh, like, come, like, let's not get crazy yeah, about come this. come on. Uh, I did re- I did talk about this in a mini so or I might talk about it in a mini I don't know what our production schedule looks like. You're in charge of it. <laughs> I know that's all right, fine, I'll fucking look it up. <laughs> I talked about this ooh a while ago actually. I talked about this December twenty first. Uh I watched the video game movie Need for Speed, the movie. Yeah. Oh boy, that was not a good one. Wait, is that the one with Jesse Pinkman? Yes. Yes, it was. I think I've seen it. <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, there's a lot of problems with it, but the point I'm getting at is that was a way better version of Need for Speed Underground. Oh yeah, this was just so generic. Hey, look, I'm a cop, undercover. Oh, and then oh, remember what's her name was uh, the Fed. Yeah, and then at some point she like double crosses you. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. the one in yep. Two. From talking about this game and from watching the Need for Speed movie, the, I, I'm kind of coming around to the fact that Need for Speed exists in some other universe where there are illegal street races that a lot of people are into, but for some reason, any law enforcement has no idea they're happening. Yeah, and they're on regular... Sh- I don't fucking get it. Oh, yeah, they're, li- they're driving through like live traffic areas. Yeah. Cops never see it coming. Mm, some of those that work forces are the same that race cars. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so prophetic. Mm-hmm. That was one of the deepest things I think you've ever said. That Seriously. definitely has been ever been said on this podcast. No. That should be a bumper sticker. Fuck, yeah. Oh, first, first bloody time shirt. <laughs> no, we already have our first bloody time shirt. We just talked about oh, it. What right. was it? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> recent and decent or decent and recent? <laughs> recent and decent. <laughs> recent and decent, yes. And it looks like a Reese's Pieces. Oh, we <laughs> we also talked about making a shirt that was like uh, those famous graphic tees that are black with the white lettering that have like the large letters on the down the right-hand side of the shirt. Mm-hmm. And they spell something out like, you know, John, Paul, Ringo. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, you yeah. know those shoes we're talking about? We had we had come up with the idea. I just found this note yesterday where they're like, <laughs> "Gooch Grundle Taint." <laughs> Do you guys remember us talking about that? I do now. A little bit. Oh man, that would be great. I'm gonna have to get that fucking Shopify store up with all this <laughs> gold we got out of here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Some of the shit we say are pretty dumb, guys. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. That's why I listen. <laughs> Uh, do you guys have anything else you want to say about these bottom... Uh, Gears of War was fun to play. <laughs> Fart sound? You don't want to talk about how great Call of Duty Ghost was with the dog Riley? I don't remember the And dog. your dad is somehow in a secret military group that you are unaware of, but then he recruits you guys because you almost died? Don't you have to snipe people at a baseball field? 
Yes, yes, yeah, you absolutely do. But that's been turned into an internment camp. Mm-hmm. And you got to fly around space doing something. Was that that game? Yeah, it was. It there was. were a couple space sections. All right, let's get past this. <laughs> All right, let's move past. You're right. You're right. Let's move Good past stuff. it. Let's talk about the number one game we reviewed this year. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay, so number one, another very recent one, which I did not expect to be this good, but I probably should have. We talked about it on November 12th, 2020, and that game is Fallout. Woo, Fallout 1. Completely unexpected. OG. I thought, what did did you think it would be, Dr. No, it was sarcasm that time. It's easily the best game we did all year, I think. I thought it was going to be quiet, man. Well, it wasn't easily because it was at a 52, one point higher than Mass Effect. <laughs> easily. Easily. Uh, Dr. Scientist, you actually gave it the same score as Mass Effect. You gave it a 16. Mm-hmm. Sir Chumpslap, you gave Fallout two points more than you gave Mass Effect with a 19. Yes, I did. And I actually gave Fallout one point less than I gave Mass Effect with a 17, mm-hmm. which gives us an overall score of 52 which is still a, still a D. Still a D. <laughs> what was our highest scored game from last year? Oh, man. I was going to look Borderlands. it up before you talked about it. Uh, we had Dead Space at 64 and Borderlands 2 at 67. And those are the two highest. That's all I got. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. We were just a lot more cynical this year. <laughs> no, you got to keep picking trash games. Oh, we had Bioshock at 66. I thought Bioshock Sorry, was up there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, it's it was good. Like even for the cutscene movie we watched, where it was mostly text and people just saying bullshit, <laughs> it, it 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 worked. Like it worked great. It was it had a good setting. It had a good feel. The characters' motivations completely made sense and weren't ridiculous. And then there were some beats where they're like, "Hey, you saved the the vault. Thank you so much." Now You're gonna out. have to fuck off now. <laughs> Yeah, it was a classic game. Loved it. It was also really interesting to see where the uh, the genesis of some of the people, like the the super mutants yeah. and the cons, yeah. ones I would run into later, where they all came from. It was classic good stuff. It just made you think of all the good times you had playing Fallout games. There were some good times. Yeah. That was Fallout 3 was the game that got me back into video games. Yeah, I hear that. I definitely remember it came out, and Dr. Scientist, you played it before I did. And you're like, you got to play it. Like, straight up, you got to play Fallout 3. And I'm like, is it that good, though? It really? that good. And you're like, you just got to play it. And then, it, yeah, it was it was definitely one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. Top, Easily top three. It's up there. Top ten, no doubter. Yep, yep, going to say top five. Anyway, we're talking about the original Fallout for PC, which now that I, because I uh, the the people who usually have their favorite Fallout game is Fallout Three had never played one and two for the PC because there's definitely a different genre shift. Yeah, definitely. It's... Between one, two, tactics, and three, and for people who enjoyed Fallout One and Two for the PC, they usually are New Vegas fans, hardcore. I don't get that. I don't get it either. I don't understand why New Vegas was. I don't understand why people loved it. I was really annoyed by it and unimpressed. We'll talk about it when we get to it. 
Yeah, I was annoyed because of technical limitations, I think. I, I want to revisit it when we It was we, the cyberpunk it. of its day, you know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> shit! It's barely playable. Get out! <laughs> Get out! <laughs> cyberpunk of its day. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Oh, it was fucking bad, dude. It was the I it, the fucking loading screens were seriously every time you went into anywhere you're looking at least best case scenario thirty seconds best case scenario yeah I used to start loading the strip and then take a shit and by the time <laughs> I came back it was still loading yeah it was that was the hardest part dealing with the loading I remember too seeing uh, videos on how to get trophies or do other stuff and it loaded almost instantly and they're like oh yeah I'm playing on a PC I'm like you motherfucker. <laughs> I remember playing the last mission where it would just lagged out like a. Oh, when you're fighting on Hoover Dam. Yeah, when it's just yeah. army versus army. Yeah. They're just like, uh, PlayStation can't control. But I mean, how about we? You know, we we've been talking about it a lot. Should we play these guys the clip? Yeah, why don't you check this out? That's this what is they us, come for. This is us talking a little like not too long ago. <laughs> Big world. China invades Alaska, U.S. and then the EU breaks up. Blah blah blah. And in twenty seven seven, there's a war, and a bunch of nukes go off and destroy almost everything. In, within two hours yeah. of the war being declared, that was sorry, that was twenty seventy seven. You said right? Yes, correct. The mundo, okay. the U.S. annexes Canada. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh really? I didn't, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, that's how because they can't get to Alaska without going through Canada, yeah. so they just annex it. <laughs> Canada. But then, yeah, the war the war happens. Bombs go off, kill everybody, not everybody, and a bunch of people survive in what are called vaults and randomly outside, and a lot of stuff happens. And this is uh, almost a hundred years after that. This game takes place. Takes place in twenty one sixty two, if I'm not mistaken. It starts in twenty one sixty one, but goes into twenty one sixty two. That's what I said. <laughs> That's what I heard. Anyway, so. <laughs> uh, before you get really into it, I read during uh, my research of the game. That this the gameplay was GURPS. Is that a word you guys have heard before? I, it's a role playing just... system. Yes, GURPS. Yeah, generic universal role playing system. A tabletop role playing game system designed to allow for play in any game setting. Yeah, it was. It's similar to that. So it's like playing a board game. It's kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, but a generic one where you can use any kind of setting. Mm. Yeah, uh, our our good friend Wikipedia says, and this will clear it up. Players control their in-game characters verbally. Well, I guess, you know, it's a game, so with the mouse. And the success of their actions are determined by the skill of their character. The difficulty of the action and the rolling of the dice. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, so that's where all the percentages come in with yeah. your shots and shit. Okay. But I just, I learned that word. It was fun. I just thought I'd bring that yeah, up. It's pretty neat. GURPS. So GURPS? this year you've learned Metroidvania, GURPS, and Walking Sim. I still don't know what a Walking Sim is. <laughs> I think I do. I think I do. <laughs> There's no enemies or action. You just kind of experience it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you you start out as, well, you can either use one of three pre-made characters or make your own character up. And who wouldn't make their own? Of course. And you're a a member of Vault 13. So you've grown up in this vault your whole life. And uh, one day the overseer overseer of the vault calls you in. and is like, hey, our water purifier's gone bad. We need a new one. What do you mean? Chip's broken? Yeah, yeah, the water chip's broken. Of course. Everyone knows a, you need a good water chip. We only have 150 <laughs> days of water left. We need you to go around and find some. And you're like, all right, open the door, let me out. 
He's like, here, here's a map to Vault 15. We think there might yeah. be one there. Yeah, steal theirs because they don't need the water. <laughs> or see if they have an extra one because we didn't have an extra one. But... <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I didn't look it up, and I wanted to. I, I didn't know exactly what these vaults were trying to figure like out, like what their schemes were. Yeah, Vault Thirteen might have been like had a faulty water chip that was supposed to fail. Oh, maybe. But I'm not exactly sure. Who knows? Yeah. So you take your trusty Pit Boy 2000, mm-hmm. which we all have. Mm-hmm. Of course. And you start your trek outside of the vault. And these vaults are like underground. Fallout vault. Yeah. Fallout shelters. But they're like meant for people to live for a long time. Generations. Yes, generations long. So they open the door because this vault, you can just open the door and walk out. And you head on your way to vault 15. Mm-hmm. Now, um, did we explain... The purpose of these vaults, because uh, obviously the, they're the, the stated purpose or what they were meant to do. Ooh, both. Well, the stated purpose was for people to live through the nuclear blasts, and I guess you could like buy a space in them, or yeah, or I guess some were given away. Yeah, yeah I'm sure were, there were contests. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, you, they were as soon as the well, the bombs went off before they were all done, so they decided to just do fucked up. Societal experiments in them. Most of them. Yeah. If I remember correctly, once the first bombs dropped, there was like 30 minutes, and then they all closed, so whoever got in there first. This Fallout 4 happened like that? I think 76 did. Oh, 76 did. I knew one of them kind of did. So most of them are fucked up, kind of like weird things. If you played any of the Fallouts, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are just set to fail. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know. Throwing out some background for the listener. Yeah, that was a good call. A good call. So you head on out to Vault 15, and on your way there, you come across a settlement, I'll call it, called Shady Sands. And uh, turns out that's where Vault 15 kind of failed. So they all left and made the city of Shady Sands, which is a bad name for a town. Shady Sands. Is it a reference to something, or is it like supposed to be a real location? I don't know. This is in California, so it might be. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't put it put it together. If it was actually, a, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I either. have no idea. Yeah, but you know, you can do your normal Fallout stuff of or normal RPG stuff of helping people out in the town, doing things, doing side quests, getting yeah. companions. Yeah, getting companions, killing rad scorpions, and then you can lead leave on your way to go to Vault Fifteen. What's there, man? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What are you talking about? There's pig rats and mole rats. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what are you talking about? You find the whole thing's abandoned, and you go search, and guess what? There's no water chip. Ah, someone ah. took it? Yep. Well, Ooh. or it's broken. Well, yeah. Or, yeah true. One or two. I, I, I guess I should have figured that out. But So after talking to some people in the Shady Sands, you hear of other places to go and visit, mm-hmm. like the Hub, which I guess is just a trading center. Yeah. And Junk Town. Sounds like a cool place. (laughs) Yeah, where do they come up with these names? (laughs) Seriously. I just assumed Junk Town was like a old landfill or something like that. That's kind of what I thought, but... Yeah, maybe it is. It didn't really look like it from the game. Well, it's where all people gathered all their junk. Yeah. Or maybe there's a bunch... Maybe there's a heroin epidemic there. I don't know. Mm. Ooh, I didn't even think of the heroin angle. (laughs) (laughs) Under the bridge, I drew some blood. Oh, under the bridge. (laughs) 
So you go to Junktown, you can help out the mayor doing stuff. Is this? Uh, and he tells you about a town to the south that's full of ghouls called Necropolis. I like ghouls. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> What's your hobby? Magnets. Ghouls. <laughs> Likes ghouls. But you go to the hub, you get some information there, and you work your way down to Necropolis and the Boneyard. The Boneyard is where L.A. is, so it's around there is where this takes out takes place. Oh, yeah, that's right. They do say that. You come across the ghouls who are in the sewers, I guess, of L.A. Mm-hmm. And they live there. And ghouls are just humans that have been irradiated yes. and haven't become feral yet. So but- they're basically almost like human beings who just live forever or have an extremely long lifespan. Yes. Yeah. One of the guys talks and he's like, oh, I already died. Yeah. So yeah. Do, do you die to be, become cool? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know because the way they play it is that they're just basically immortal people. Yeah. I think they're like zombies. I, I don't know if they're immortal, but I, they definitely live longer. I think like you die as a human and then you can come back as a ghoul. I don't know. Radiation poisoned. Is this? Which, yeah, but I mean, they're in all of the Fallout games. Like they yeah. last way right. through four. Yeah. And when the hell does four take place in this canon? Uh, I don't I know. Hundreds of years after. We could spend yeah. six hours talking about exactly what the history of yeah. the Fallout. Yeah, this is, there's a lot of lore here. You're right. We should, yeah, that's we why should I'm going to skip over a lot of the side quests, <laughs> too. Yeah, you're, yeah, I'm getting stuck in the weeds. <laughs> Carry on. Anyway, but, Fallout 4 took place in 2287. Yeah, because I thought Fallout 3 was 200 years after the war. but Yeah. So, uh. You're talking to the ghoul leader whose name is Set. Okay. And he says they have a water chip, but we have to use it because the pumps are broken. Now, I don't know what water chips do. They're supposed to run the water purifiers. Yeah. But I guess the pump's broken. He's like, but the super mutants have taken over the boneyard. We can't get into a watershed to do stuff. So you're like, oh, I guess you can make a choice here. I don't know if you can just steal their water chip and run. Or kill them all. Or kill them all. Or, or you can help them get their pumps back. Yeah, there's a... Why do ghouls need water purifiers? Don't they like radiation? Isn't it good for well, them? Maybe the water purifiers get the salmonella out. Or other bacteria. Yeah, virus. stuff that's bad to ghouls. Yeah. Yeah. Or just like they filter dirt or something. Who yeah. knows? Oh, true. Yeah. Who doesn't like drinking dirt? Ghouls. <laughs> Makes you tough. <laughs> now... Also, like every fall game, there's multiple decisions you can make at every action here. Like, mm. you could help people, you could not help people, you could hurt them. And some of the decisions are canonically told later, is what I read. I didn't figure out which of the canon endings were. But I guess, like, in Fallout 2, they talk about it. We could be here for weeks. Yeah, yeah seriously. But I, I do like when you go down and kill the mutants in the video I watched. The mutants all had weird, like... Harry, Barry, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> they aren't very bright in this one. No. They're a little slow. So you can help the ghouls and they tell you about another vault where there probably is a water purifier. So you go to vault 12, which I wish I would have looked up what that did. Yeah, there's a bunch of dead people and ghouls there, though. Yeah. So and you, a water chip. Yeah. <gasps> you fight your way through and you get the water chip. Sick. Game over. Yep. All right. Good game, guys. So you head back to Vault 13 to save the day. And you get back there, and the overseer's like, oh, wow, that's nice. You fixed everything. Now, write out your reports so I can go over them. Yeah. Yeah. You got to debrief. 
Very strange mission. Yeah. You're like, all right, go write your report. Also, you only have 150 days. So if you take longer than 150 days to do this part, the whole vault dies. Interesting. So what's the second part of the game then? I guess the game's just I guess over. you just figured. Oh, yeah. Huh. Because you didn't save them and then, I guess. Oh, that's pretty neat. That's what the original was. I don't know if they changed that in later to give you more time. but and then, All right, you make the reports. And I have written down here. I wish I would have wrote down what he said. I said, the overseer makes gross assumptions about super mutants. Oh, yeah. He's like, eh, those mutants can't be becoming, coming from the radiation. Someone out there is making them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what? He's like, oh, we got to get rid of them because they're a nuisance. But how it's do like, you know? You never, you just asshole, you've never left the fucking vault. How do you know? <laughs> you you have my report telling you about them. That's it. <laughs> That's your experience with super mutants. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it's called a preemptive strike, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but why does he say someone's got to be out there yeah, making why is he, them? He's like, someone has to be making them. They're, they're not normal. He said something like some horseshit about we did the science. We know how superhumans are made. And they're getting oh, made maybe. or they're getting created at a rate that's exceeding how they should be kind of phased out or or they're like some what did he say something like they're sterile and they can't reproduce? Well yeah, they are sterile, but how does he know? I mean all well, the he information doesn't know that. Yeah. we find that's that good. later. Well, all the information he has about super mutants is what you just told him. Cause like maybe they made super mutants before the and war. And how many did you come across in the game? Fifteen? Maybe they made super mutants before the war. Oh, maybe. That's a little thin. Yeah. But yeah, maybe well if people know how to make them. Because they're obviously making them out there. You're right. There is a super mutant machine, I suppose. Yeah. So he charges you with a second quest to kill all super mutants and stop them from making more. Go destroy the lab where the super mutants are being created. Preemptive strike, bro. Yeah. (laughs) He also doesn't give you any information. So you got to go figure that stuff out yourself. It's like you got to find it. Yeah. But, you know. It's at the end of the rainbow. You don't need 150 days anymore. You got all the time in the world. Uh, no, you don't, actually, because I think from this point on, you have a certain amount of time again before the suit mutants find Vault 12, 13 and kill everybody. Uh, yeah, that would make sense, too. But I'm not exactly sure what the timeline is. I think that's it. So you leave and you go on a quest to find information. And there's a lot of, in the video I watched, there was a lot of like side quests going on here. Yeah, a lot of side quests that help you find yeah. the information. And you meet, like, you learn a lot about the factions of it, the Raiders and the Brotherhood of Steel. Brotherhood of Steel! Yeah, they're top secret army U.S. Army survivors. Still Republicans. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. They're cool. And you come across Harold, which I thought is awesome. Yeah, he's from three. Yeah, is he? Who is he in three? He, uh, he was a ghoul. The Mission Oasis. He's the big tree in the middle. Oh, him. that's right. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. I thought he was a ghoul. And he wants you to kill him. Well, he is a ghoul, but he turns has that tree growing on his head. Yeah. Okay. I remember. Yeah, of course. And you could choose to like destroy it or. Yeah, you could kill him or... Yeah. I think the good one was to kill him because he was... Yeah, because he wanted you to kill him. Yeah. But yeah, you do other things and you find out that there's a military base that super mutants are in, which I guess is where they make them. Mm, that's what you've learned. Yeah. I'm I'm just reading that the they're created by exposure to the forced evolutionary virus too. Yeah. The, the FEV. The FEV virus, yeah. That was all, that. That came back in some of the other games too. Yeah. If you could destroy the virus or yeah. give it to them or shit like that. Well, that's how you make mutants. I, I think I, that's what the yeah. overseer knew. Yeah, the, maybe he knew of the force. The FPV. Yeah, exactly. But well, let's click on this Wikipedia here. What does it say about the <laughs> FPV? Uh, artificial virus created by West Tech's NBC division. Its ability to force changes in both the genotype and fi- 
Phenotype? Yes. Yeah. Phenotype made it one of the most important mutagens Phenotype. in the wasteland, harnessed by blah, blah, blah. Because uh, there are a couple uh, vaults where they're just experimenting with FEV virus. Yeah. And, all and apparently, games. yeah, apparently it, it did exist before the war. The yeah. war. It's responsible for the pinnacle of pre-war research into the virus. Boom. And I have written Damn. Good in job, my book, just death Thanks. claws, guns, killing, blah, blah, blah. As you do all these side quests. Oh, yeah. Death claws, you need to find a caravan. Yeah. You run into the Brotherhoods of Steel. Yeah. I did notice that the death claws in this game were just like maybe a little bit taller than you. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's one thing three and four did much better. The death claws are fucking terrifying in the beginning of the game when you're low level. Yeah. Dude, I remember using in three, using that gun that paralyzes their legs. Oh, nice. To hit them and then try and run, like slowly running away as they can't catch you because their legs are paralyzed. Smart. The only worst fucking enemy was the Cazoids or oh the the flying guys from yeah New Vegas the big fucking the poisonous wasps low flies the big yeah yeah the, fuck those guys yeah those were terrible because the screen would go all blurry you couldn't yeah. see anything I never knew where they were coming from I was always getting hit <laughs> I think it weren't they uh Cazors Cazadors Cazador Cazador pretty sure something like that yeah I remember accidentally finding them the first time yeah you find out a bunch of information so. First off, you head to the military base. Yes. And there's like, I guess there's a smarter super mutant there that's running the place. But it's full of super mutants. And you go around. Oh, yeah, as a lieutenant super mutant. Yeah. You can have the Brotherhood of Steel help you, but you like go in and kill all super mutants and blow it up. Boo, yeah. So they can't make any more super mutants in your hopes, I guess. Because as we know later, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of places making super mutants. Yeah. So that, and then your next part to do the other part, you have to find out who is running this whole operation. Mm-hmm. And you come across in the boneyard a cult called the Children of the Cathedral. Yeah. And you, through information you get from the Brotherhood of Steel and all the other things. Well, you find the followers of the apocalypse who tell you about, they're like, yeah. oh my God, there's this other cult. They're so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I were, these, were they supposed to be like a precursor to the Children of the Atom? Or is it just a coincidence? I think there's just pe- people make cults. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they're all children yeah. or something. Yeah. Children Fair of enough. Child. Fair enough. <laughs> oh. can't, can't argue with that. People but, uh, make cults. <laughs> yeah, so you infiltrate this cult and find out that underneath the building that they're in is a prototype vault with... A guy in charge called simply the master. What's that, was that Morpheus? Or was Morpheus a person? Morpheus was a person. I okay. Think. He was like the leader of the cult above. Oh, uh, all right. I believe. Oh, that's why they called him like the master's pets and shit. Yeah. Those enemies he had to kill. But uh, apparently he is the one that's controlling the supers. So you got to go and find him and I guess end his journey. But you, he... You find out that he's been using the FEV to try and evolve and make new things arrive, survive, and he's been tweaking with the super mutants. And you can either kill him or convince him what he's doing is wrong or whatever. Join his side, and I think the game ends that way. If you join his side? Yeah. But any other way where you actually beat him, you have to you blow up the cathedral. He seemed really easy to persuade. You're just like, 
Dude, I think if your mutant. speech is high enough, you can do it. Yeah, super mutants are sterile, idiot. What are you fucking doing? Yeah. Here's his evidence. He's like, no, this is fake. Oh, no. I love this voice, the way he talked. Yeah. With like three different voices. Yeah, it was like computerized in a real voice. Yeah. And uh, he's just like, oh, that sucks. I'm going to blow up this place. You can't stop me. And that's kind of what he does. He blows up his thing. You got time to escape. Cause, yeah, he's just like, all right, get the hell out of here. Because for some reason, self-destruct always are two minutes time. You ruined this for me. Please well, can't leave. you can't you decide on what the, uh, through one of the speech challenges, you can kind of say, blow it up right now, and it gives you like 10 seconds to run out, or oh, maybe. blow it up in three minutes. It's one of the things I read when I was watching the video is, you can make a decision to like set off the alarm in the building and like set it to two minutes so people can get out. Oh yeah, or, or you could do or you the could just, silent alarm. Yeah, and just blow it up immediately and run yourself and save yourself and everyone else dies. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. fucking interesting. Very interesting. Yep, classic Fallout so, multiple yeah. ending <laughs> shit. So you blow up the prototype vault and you don't even turn around to look at it as it explodes. Hell no. And you're like, all right, I'm going back home. So you work your way back to Vault 13. And when you get there, you talk to the overseer, and he's like, nah, bro, you're too much of a hero. You got to leave. <laughs> Overseer's such a dick. Because people will like you too much. So People would go. think you're so fucking rad <laughs> 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 that they're going to leave the vault and die, and we can't have that. We yeah. can't have people thinking you're rad. You had so much fun out there fighting mutants and almost dying that people might want to do it. Why does he want to stay in the vault so bad? Is that... I mean, it does, is that part of his plan? Like, well, it is his home, but still, like he's. I I just took it as he's out of his mind. Like he thinks that if people are in the vault, he can control them, and he's a big deal. And if yeah, people leave right. and see that people are out there surviving, then people will be like, you know, I'd rather live out there, live free like an American, <laughs> in this. Yeah, I just wondered if he like his vault was. You have to stay there for 250 years or like some weird fucking fault tech lab thing that they're doing there. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. But he was – it was very uh, unbelievable that he's just like, all right, thanks for saving us. Now get the fuck out. Yeah. Why can't he just be like, thanks for saving us? Yeah. Just don't talk about it. Don't make it sound great out there. Tell everyone how scary it is. You know, you could have been a fucking propaganda merchant in the vault. <laughs> Yeah, it's still, instead people, because even if you say like, oh, you know, uh, the vault hunter, the the guy, you know, they he never came back. He didn't make it. He's still out there somewhere. Then like your friends or relatives would be like, well, we got to go make an effort to find him. Like, yeah, we, we've seen that in Fallout 3 and 4. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. I don't think that's really the best way to handle this. I'd say, yeah, I think you're right. I think propaganda agent would be the way to go. Yeah, I mean, then he could just be like, no, listen here, overseer. I'm staying. Why don't you just take over? You know, kick his ass. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because I think he meets you, like, alone outside the thing. Yeah, it's weird. It, I don't know. It, He's like, this is the hardest decision I've ever had to make. It's very weird. I didn't th- I didn't expect such a goddamn bummer of an ending. I know. No, neither did I. It, it like, plays like, sad music you're walking yeah, away. Yeah, it's like the, oh. the Hulk walking away <laughs> yeah. music. And, you know, I get it kind of from the overseer's perspective, but at the same time, it's like you got to, I mean, people are going to be wondering what happened. They're going to leave because, well, I, I, I mean, in their yeah. mind, they know, all they know is the water chip broke. 
They sent out someone. That person got the water chip, came back, gave us the water chip, went to kill the super mutants or do something to stop the super mutants from invading. And now this hero who's already saved us once, I guess he just never came back, but the super mutants didn't come. So it's all going to be a mystery, but don't worry about it though. We're not going to get invaded by super mutants because we're safe. You don't ask (laughs) me why. Don't ask me why. I know why. Just it's fine. I guess he's going to be his own fucking propaganda minister. I guess so. I was not ready for that ending. I thought you'd be like, so you just walk off into the wilderness and then it goes through the this endings is change on how, yeah, 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 like they did in three. Which the is the mutants fled east. Ghouls prosper. Yeah, and I really found it pretty surprising about how many things I already knew about because I played three and four. Yeah. Because yeah. they, they brought so much stuff from the original, I'm assuming one and two. Yeah, there's just definitely so a lot of stuff. like callbacks and shit. So if I if you would have played these two and then played three, you would have been like, oh shit, <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, three is just such a great game because it brought me into that universe and I was so into it, and now I'm like kind of getting the backstory, you know. Yeah. But yeah. even by itself, three was a great game. I know this made me want to play Fallout again. Yeah, me too. So we're gonna like start in '76, is what you're saying? <laughs> <sighs> no, because I hate the fucking public shit. I want to play a fucking single person. You, isn't there like game. even private things you can set up? Maybe. Maybe if I just turn the internet off, unplug it. I don't know. Maybe it might be one of the ones that doesn't let you play. Maybe. I might be more inclined to play it. Like I saw that uh, people who are still playing Fallout 76, the nine of them out there, uh, <laughs> they said the game is actually really good now because of all the updates they've done over the last two years. But I still don't have any desire to play. And the only reason I wouldn't play Fallout 76 right now is because well I did just play four and I got my fix there. But the only other reason is I don't want to put all this time and effort into building my own base and then have some random asshole come and loot all my stuff or destroy it. I know. The last time that happened, last time I was on, someone destroyed my base. I rebuilt the whole thing and then I just signed off and never signed back up. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine then. I'm sure no one came in after and just Well, you know. it's it doesn't stay on. It once you sign off, it's gone. Oh, so it can't get destroyed while I'm not playing. Yeah, exactly. But still, like, what's the chance I'm a level, like, two and I go in there and there's a bunch of level 200 assholes that just destroy it and kill me nine times? Yeah. That's why I just, for most of the game, I just built a little tiny base, like, just put a fucking chest down somewhere and a workshop bench, and that was it. Just in the middle of the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So I quick looked up what the vaults were. Vault 12 was made to not seal its door so it could see the effects of radiation on people. That's why they, oh, all, became, that's that's why why they all became ghouls. Uh, Vault 13 was meant to be a control. Like it was just, they were just supposed to lock the door for 200 years and that watched them. 200 years, told you. But yep. it, it, they, the water chip went, so they had to open it. Yeah. So that's why he wanted to kick him out and be like, yeah. we can't leave yet. Yeah. And gotcha. Vault 15 was. It says intended to stay close for fifty years and include people of radically diverse ideologies. Nice. So the people who were in there fought and then left and became the cons, jackals, vipers, and people of shades. Oh. oh. The cons, of course, would come back in New Vegas, yeah. right? Yeah. And Shady Sands, apparently the people of Shady Sands became the new California Republic. Oh yeah. I saw I read that at the end too. Yeah. And the So not even like close to the crazy experiments that you get in the other games. Yeah, and the Gary, Brotherhood of Gary, Steel was Gary, still good Gary. here. <laughs> Gary, Gary, Gary. 
Like, didn't the Brotherhood of Steel become more like Nazi-ish and shit as yeah, the games were. progressed? I think they always yeah. were. But well, not in this one. They're really they were like helping people. They're the and leftovers shit. from the United States Army. So, well, they always had like scribes. Yeah. So they always had people trying to like preserve knowledge and. They saw value in that, but for the most part, the, a lot of them that you met or got armor from were just, like, military fucking meatheads. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, just like any hero, they're just following orders. Yeah. Anyway, why don't, <laughs> why don't what, we... are we done with it? Is that the, is that the end of it? Yeah, that's the end of the game. I could, I could sit here and talk about Fallout more. And we're back! Woo! It's even better than I remembered it. Yeah, I know, right? It felt like so long ago, but so recent. I'm going to fucking mute you if you don't stop that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man, we're, it's been a long day. We've been talking a lot about stuff. Yeah, sure have. I mean, we said a lot about Fallout. You guys just want to land this. You guys just want to call it a year. Bring what it do you, what do you home, think our boys. highest score is going to be next year? Oh, good one. Um, 58. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, I, you know what? I'm gonna go nuts. I'm gonna say we're actually gonna pick a good game, and I'm gonna go high. I'm gonna go seventy. No way, never gonna happen. I think <laughs> you're gonna keep picking shit, and we're gonna end up with a forty-four. <laughs> <laughs> the most realistic answer. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. That was definitely the, uh, yeah, the safe bet for sure. <laughs> All right, fuck. Well, if you got any ideas for games you want to send us, if you got any crazy fanfic with Dr. Scientist and the things he talked about fucking in the year 2020, there were a lot of them. There were <laughs> That's all he ever plenty. did. Plenty. Uh, where can they send those emails to, Sir Chumpslap? You can send those to plotytime at gmail.com, and I will personally open, read, and respond to each one. That's a three-part guarantee. It's three for the price of one. You're welcome. And if they want to get to us faster on the socials with more swearing and emojis and... I don't know, young people shit, whatever they're doing. Song Mariah Carey's, I don't know. Where would they do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram, Twitter, and Parlor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that note, we're closing out 2020. We will see you guys next year. Later. <laughs> see ya. Yeah.